I still don't know how to make a fire. I'm like, sure, we could do that. Or we could go indoors. <laughs> Two choices here. I know which one I'm going to do. <laughs> Welcome to That's Showbiz Baby. Today we're talking about... Summer camp! Summer camp, which has a completely different meaning when you grew up in the church. I don't know what non-Christian summer camps are are like. What do they do there? Well, I think it's a lot of like team building and activities and snacks. Oh, we did a lot of like activities and snacks and stuff. But they were for Jesus. (laughs) Snacks for Jesus. (laughs) The camp that Kate and I went to growing up was called Pine Ridge Christian Camp. And it was about, how far outside of Grand Prairie is it? Six kilometers. Six, how do you know that exactly? Because I looked it up. Oh my God. (laughs) Do you know when it started by chance? Oh gosh. Is there a website? I'm just going to Google this really quick. Established in 1968 by the Grand Prairie Church of Christ. Pine Ridge Adventure Camp, that's what they're calling it, but it was Pine Ridge Christian Camp back in my day. It's conveniently located seven, oh, it's seven kilometers, Kate. South of Grand Prairie on 20 acres of pristine pine forest nestled in the sand dunes. It really is sandy. (laughs) It's so sandy. Okay, so. Well, I mean, when we grew up going there. When we grew up going there, here's the thing you have to understand. No electricity. Plumbing, we don't know her. No, no heat. (laughs) No heat. Their bunk bed, wooden cabins with no heat, no electricity, no, no running water. No amenities. There was outhouses. And if you had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you were told to wake up your leader and you'd have to grab a flashlight, walk to the outhouse and pray yeah. you didn't get eaten by a bear. Yeah. It was like insane. And so there's been like major renovations since then. And they have all those things now, like bathrooms and stuff. But I think they I don't have know. showers. Yeah. When I go there, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you like I thought I did. Well, they also painted the inside of the cabins. And though I understand why, new look, new generation. Knew them. I was sad because we would all write yeah, on the inside. They painted over our memories. <laughs> memories. Memories all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> Those were some of my favorite times, though. Like, it was one week. That's it. Five days. Six days. Five and a half days. Yeah. I loved going to camp. It was, like, my happy place. As soon as I walked on the property, I was like, I'm home home again! (laughs) Sharon, fire up the bugs! (laughs) Yeah, so we went there. No heat, no electricity. It was very rough. (laughs) But I didn't know that. I thought every camp was like that. And then I went to like Pine Lake camp because for senior camp one year, we couldn't go to Jarvis. I forget why. And we ended up going to Pine Lake. And then Ian and Darcy got kicked out for smoking. (laughs) They were like, who are these animals? And I was like, this is just how we do. (laughs) Smoke if you got them. Am I right, ladies? Yes, we went to Pine Pine Lake Bible camp and it was like... They had like mattresses on their beds and there were bathrooms. Oh, wow. And I was like, Do they have lights? I was literally <laughs> disgusted. I was like, This is disgusting. This is pamper camp. Yeah, I, I don't want to be part are of this. Are you royalty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we are the bourgeois. Yeah. <laughs> Senior camps were typically run by Renus, who's like a very, how would you, he's like a, got very like a monastic 
mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. meditation-y vibe. So how he ran senior camps was he we'd have dinner together and we'd do like worship or something. And then he'd be like, hey, you guys, it's time to just get out in nature and just be. <laughs> and then he'd be like, we'll see you back here at lunch if you want. <laughs> and dinner. And then that was it. Yeah. We were just like, did our own thing. And that was how senior camps were run. So then we went to Pine Lake and it was like activities every single second of the oh, day. Yeah. And we were so mad. <laughs> we were like, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> But in elementary school and junior high school, we went to everyone, well, back in my day. I don't know how they do it now. Do you think they do senior camps out at, still at Jarvis, or do you think they still do it at... From what I had heard, there was just no senior camp. Oh. Elementary and junior high. <clears throat> I'm sorry. My voice is horrible. I just woke up. <laughs> and Kate was like, do you want to go back to sleep? I was like, if I go back to sleep, I'm not getting up till 2 p.m. I just won't be able to, and then that will be the end of me. <laughs> so anyways... It'll get better soon, and I swear I'm not a smoker. I The amount of Christian women friends I have that, have, that are like, yeah, my s- sexual awakening started <laughs> Christian camp. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's true. The other thing that happened was that we were landlocked <laughs> and we didn't have any showers. So every day, and my dad would drive the bus, this bus load of kids would go into yeah. into town to go to the swimming pool, and we would shower in the showers there. Yeah. <laughs> it's multi-purpose. It's like a group of stinky kids. Completely feral. Yeah. <laughs> that poor swimming pool thoughts and yeah, prayers for the leisure center of the 90s. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our favorite memories of Christian camp and how we feel about it now. So first of all, one of my favorite memories of camp was Sharon Kuykendall's buns. The <laughs> amount of jokes that were made about Sharon Kuykendall's buns were not <laughs> insubstantial by any means. I've been trying to, like, get back to the, the taste of those buns, like, for my whole life. <laughs> I have never quite yet managed it. But she was, I mean... Oh, she was the best. Sharon Kuykendall had her faults, and far be it for me to deny that but she was an amazing cook and she had she was like a very you ran that kitchen oh she ran it <laughs> she was like the mrs rachel lind of grand prairie <laughs> you don't know that reference no? it's from anna green gables oh okay then yeah yeah here's another memory because the... <laughs> there was a period of time when wade green tree was the youth pastor oh, yeah. and... that wasn't my time but i yeah i know of it happening yeah, it happened. One summer, and I still to this day don't know if this was true or not, but it was either true or a rumor he started. Mm. Every night he'd be like, hey, you guys, just so you know, there's bears in the area. Like, make sure you don't have any food in your cabins, blah, 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 blah. And people were like, okay, great. There's bears in the area. It's fine. fine. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah. Um, Steph in particular was freaked out, but Steph is still super scared of bears to this day. Like, she will not go hiking with just two people because she's scared the bears will get her. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but we all have our things. Anyways, she was just as scared of bears back then. And so one night in the girls' cabin I was in, and it was like the middle of the night. It was like 1 a.m. or something. And we heard this, like, scratching all around. Oh, I'm sure that was him. (laughs) No, just wait. 
so they were scratching all all the all on the walls and like at the doors and we were like hello who's there <laughs> and then like because it's girls we we instantly started getting hysterical yes. and then we heard like a <laughs> sound <laughs> and so everyone starts screaming and then the so you remember how that like wood panel of the oh, yes. door we put that up someone put put it down and then through the screen in the black of night we could see the outline of a bear i shit you not and we all screamed and i think some girls started crying and then and then we heard a lot of laughing and we were like what's going on so apparently i don't know how wade got this like giant statue of a bear (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that's such a wade thing to do So I guess, like, him and this cabin of boys were, like, all, like, they all went around, like, our cabin at the same time and were all scratching at the wall. So it sounded like, it literally sounded like a game of bears. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Um, And then (laughs) you just saw this outline of a bear. (laughs) It was, like, so fucked up. I was like, wait, no, don't do this. so good. (laughs) I think that's one thing I loved is our time at camp, we were allowed to do pranks. As I got older, they nixed that because they got a little out of hand. <laughs> really? Do you know any of the out of hand ones? Um, I love a good out of hand prank. Well, just one time we, I don't remember which side started it, if it was girls or boys, but it was a pillow fight where it was like, open the door, we threw, somebody threw in uh, like a stink bomb. Oh, good. Yeah. And so I, and they started making loud noises. So everybody woke up and then we started a pillow fight. But somebody had their flashlight in their pillowcase and people got hit (laughs) and that ended very quickly concussion concussion a lot of times uh wrapping the cabin shut that was a big that was a big prank that would happen Oh, really? So I never up. had that one. Oh, yeah. You'd wake up in the morning and your door would be saran wrapped shut. How do you get out? Uh, the back window. We would have to actually rip some of the screen off. <laughs> I would always be the one that would climb through the window, go to the front, take off the saran wrap, open the door. <laughs> Kids, like, don't worry, guys. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stink bomb ones, definitely. Oh, man. It was always so much fun, though. Like, that would be day one thing. Our cabin would start talking about how we're going to prank one of the other cabins. Oh, I've got some good stories. I made a list for us today. Oh, yeah. Um, we Okay, so the mooning thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to go over me? So, I wasn't going to mention names, just an FYI. Yeah, okay. So at the time, Kate was a camper, and I was a leader somehow, <laughs> even though we're three years apart. But it's <laughs> fine, you guys. It's totally fine. So there was a group of us who were leaders, and so we used to play this thing called, like, leader hide and seek or what is what is it called was that that one or was it mission impossible no it was hide and seek for leaders and so the leaders would hide and then the kids would have to find them i should also preface this by saying it was at night yeah it was at night it was 100 percent at night and yes there were wildlife everywhere and we would just send all the children out into the woods (laughs) oh i mean there's this really dark cabin that was like dilapidated and run down and everyone said that oh is that nick the knife's cabin yeah nick the knifeman's cabin yeah there's lore, you guys. <laughs> there is lore. So what was the lore of Nick the Knife Man? I completely forget. I don't remember the beginning part, but I just remember, yeah, like... There's a started, serial killer yeah. who lives in that cabin. And, like, kids we don't know him. start to go missing here at camp. <laughs> Nick the Knife. So eventually, like, parents grouped together one time and took him to... I feel like this... Isn't this, like, Michael Myers? Like, they took him to the water and drowned him? 
And then my kids kept going missing. I and... missed this part of the lore. <laughs> it was just like, there's a serial killer. We, he lives there um, sometimes. And then so... Who knows made, who made up the second part. But yeah, so the, apparently the parents of the kids of the camp took Nick the Knife and drowned him in a nearby water, which I don't even think there is nearby water. This oh, is we like, were landlocked 100%. So sandy. They took him to the leisure center and drowned him. <laughs> and then, but kids kept going missing at the next year. And so they emptied the water of whatever water this was, and there was no body there, <clears throat> meaning that Nick is still out at camp. Dun, dun, dun. So I think... I can't remember exactly, but I think we were hiding in Nick the Knifeman's cabin. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were there. There's a group of us leaders, maybe like three or four, all girls. And we're just kind of waiting there. And we're like, oh, we're really bored. And then someone said, it's probably me. Who am I? Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if like when we when they got here, we mooned them. <laughs> like right before they opened the door. Yeah. And then they like just opened the cabin, and, and there was just a bunch of butts. There's just a bunch of butts. That would be hilarious. And then this other girl who was there was like, "Oh, I've never moved anyone before," and got like excited about it. <laughs> Five guesses as to who that was. <laughs> so Long story short, we all decided it was a great idea. The kids showed up. We mooned them. The kids thought it was hilarious. They loved it. Brent Boyvin, <laughs> what? Moved us back not two seconds afterwards. Of course. Now, I think nowadays that would be considered sexual harassment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that, oh, links. But anyways, there was a group of kids. It wasn't just like one of them. <laughs> and I don't even think they really saw much because, again, it, it was in the middle of the night. Like Yeah. So we had a different camp leader that year and she. I don't know if you could call her a camp leader. Yeah, she wasn't... She was a dictator. Yeah, we really did not care for her <laughs> as a camp leader. What she's like as a person, I don't know. I Personally, know. I didn't get along with her. Yeah. <laughs> On a personal level, I did not care for this person. But she was running the camp, and she was, like, a bit more conservative than, say, Wade Greentree. <laughs> <laughs> she was really upset with the group of us who had d- done this, and I was like... This hell ain't loyal. Like, I don't care. Um, And she's like, you guys have to apologize to the whole camp. And so we sat down and this girl who was there was like made a really heartfelt apology and like just really went all out. Okay, no, I need to say it from the camper side. Okay, tell from the camper side. There was this giant outdoor tent where we would have like our meetings and we do music and all those things. I forgot about that. So they gathered the entire... The next day, I think it was in the morning. Yeah, and had all the leaders standing at the front, and had all of us kids sitting on our little benches, and the the lady who was in charge, like had the serious talk about what had happened and that these leaders needed to apologize, and it was the most awkward and funny thing. <laughs> Like, I swear, all of us were sitting there being like, is this real life right now? Everyone was trying not to laugh. Yeah, that it was, was the... so awkward. And then, yeah, I don't remember who gave the apology, actually. Yeah, so this yeah. girl gave a really heartfelt apology, and then she expected all of us to... Do the same? Well, she did tell us before, and all of you have to apologize. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so I'm like, oh, well, you guys know I'm 
I'm sorry. That was like all I could manage. But Ian Truman was sitting in the front row and oh, he was giving no. me the biggest grin and nodding. <laughs> and I, I could not. I burst out laughing. I was like, sorry, sorry. And then, and then in front of the whole camp, Patty was like, all of you need to pack your bags and yeah. get out in the next hour. Yeah. I remember when that happened. That's like vivid in my memory. That was a core memory. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> What? Like, it was so awkward. And, and I think that if, if she was going to do that, she would have to take us aside and be like, but she like announced it in front of the whole camp for the drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then, yeah, you guys all had to pack up your stuff and leave. Yeah. And then so the leader that was left behind, I think her name was Mary Ann or something. I don't know. Something. Mm, okay. But she was like sobbing because she was like, I can't manage all these children <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Which is true. Like, you can't get rid of, it was like four or five of you. Yeah. And then not have backup leaders for the children. Yeah. Oh, God. It was such a time. Like, I... What a time. What was the rest of camp like after we left? That's my question. Was okay. everyone just like, I have... you need against Patty? Um, kind of. <laughs> Actually. We of. also had to, like, write an essay about why what we did was wrong. And we had to read this book called Reviving Ophelia. I just didn't do it. I was like, okay, sounds well, good, weren't, you guys. <laughs> weren't some of you from the college at that time and, like, had to do something there, too? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like, like, all parents were informed. Like, it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. Which, like, now... How dare you moon the children. Yeah, now but I'm... now I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Don't moon yeah, the don't children. Yeah, don't moon the children. But, but I... at the time, I was like, was oh, my funny. God. Nobody... This is just how we do things around here, okay? Yeah, like, it was not taken sexually in any way. <laughs> no. It was just a funny thing. I feel like in those years, like, mooning was just a funny thing to do. Yeah. Like, people flipped people off. Like, mooning was just the funny thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, the rest of camp, that was probably the worst year of camp I've ever had. And one of... But before we left, it was awesome. It was great. (laughs) We had this team building exercise. So, uh, how the camp was, like, set up was kind of hilly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there was lots of hills and... Like sand things. dune hills. Yeah. Um, we went and played games in this like big sand dune area. Yeah. It was just like a sand dune. Literally. It was literally a sand dune. We did have a lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah, so much fun. But there was like this one good hill from like where the kitchen is to where that sand dune area is. Like mm-hmm. a decent hill. Yeah. And we, okay, I need you guys to visualize for me a long piece of wood that has rope on it. Let's say four different places, rope loops where you can stick your feet in. So imagine two of those, and then a bunch of kids line up, put their feet into those ropes, and then get told they need to walk down that hill. What? All together, attached to those wooden things, because that was blindfolded while one of your teammates directs you. Is that like her idea of a game, or? Yes, that was a team building game. And I put up a fit about this. I was so mad, and I got in trouble because I was not okay with it but that's like the most unsafe thing blindfold children attach them to some wood planks all together and tell them to go down a hill blind <laughs> that's girl. filled with trees and everything girl it was wild but that's my only other memory um because i just did not enjoy that week 
Neither did I. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny that I got kicked out. Nowadays, I'm like, that would have gone on my record. as like, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, man. But I wouldn't moon anyone nowadays, I don't think. I think I would still moon my brothers. Just because <laughs> they did it so many times to me growing up that I feel like I still need revenge. Yeah. I still need vengeance in a way. And so I think it would be okay in that circumstance. But only if they were together. I think it'd be weird if I moved <laughs> just one of them on their own. That's totally fair. Yeah. Anyways. I've never, I've never moved anyone. Oh, but can, how much you've missed. <laughs> Getting kicked out of camp? Well, okay. <laughs> Not that part. But I can't believe, like, we used to, like, moon people out of the cars driving. Yeah. That was, oh, like, yeah. the funnest. Just stick your bare arse out the window. <laughs> oh, what a good time. One of my favorite activities so this year i believe it was karen that was in charge we went through so many different people of being in charge of camps yeah (laughs) there was one whole afternoon it was like a nearby farmer that's cows had gotten out and so our activity if we so choose we could go looking for these cows (laughs) so a large group of us (laughs) took off with karen and just like wandered the forest looking, for like quite a while looking for these cows. Tell me you were raising Grand Prairie without yeah, telling me you were exactly. raising Grand Prairie. Like I'd say at least twenty kids went, and I don't know if there was other leaders. Like I can't recall those details, but yeah, I just remember, and it like got really swampy and muddy. I decided to turn back eventually, but yeah, that was a camp activity. Cow searching. Uh, then there was the other side of it where I'm like, what do we do if we find the cows? <laughs> you just you just know in your heart that you found you them. You did it. And you get a little award from the Lord. Just <laughs> Extra okay. Jesus points for finding a cow. <laughs> oh my god. That reminds me of a ah, Highway to Heaven? Yes. Uh, what was it? Stairway to Heaven and Highway to Hell? Yes. Yeah, oh that's like god. so problematic. Okay, you guys. Oh, oh my I'll paint you another picture. <laughs> There is our main hall where we'd eat. Um, So we'd have all the tables lined up, and then there was this big board on the wall that said Highway to Heaven and Stairway to Hell. And then it had all these, like, little pocket doors kind of thing, kind of like an advent calendar. Oh, yeah, it was like an advent calendar, but large size. But very large, like four feet probably long. I don't know, I was also a child. Maybe it was only a foot big. (laughs) (laughs) And so the whole purpose of this was if somebody, a leader, saw you doing something good and informed, like, the head person in charge, then at one of the meals they would announce it and get you to come up and you could pick a highway to heaven door you would open it and there'd be like a little thing of like what your prize a little surprise waiting for i wish it was a chocolate yeah equally so if you did something bad you got highway to hell stairway to hell yeah and i thought it was stairway to heaven highway to hell like after the song that would make sense yeah (laughs) and they would equally announce it in front of the entire camp call you up. You'd have to open your little door and find out what bad thing. Hey, man, there's nothing like a good public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've always said it. So one year, my older sister was uh, my counselor. <laughs> she gave you a highway to hell. Yeah. Uh, oh my well, gosh. My sister is terrified of spiders. <laughs> That's why. That and makes sense. <laughs> I I found a daddy long leg, and I was like playing with it. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> I was a child, Megan. <laughs> oh, 
god. But yeah, I and my sister walked by, and doing the sisterly loving thing, I started chasing her with a spider in my hand. Nice. And she asked me to stop, and I didn't, of course. So then I didn't know that anything had happened past that. Eventually, I did stop, and we all carried on our day. And then at dinner time, Kim, they announced my name. <laughs> For a highway to hell. I feel like that's like spiritual trauma a little bit. Like in front of the entire camp, you were bad. I feel like it's a, yeah, it, it ain't good. It's no. definitely not a good way of going about things. Oh man. Um, and yeah, I remember laughing because I was like, are you guys serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had to go up and I opened my door. I was actually kind of proud of myself. Yeah, you were like, yeah, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember I got, the thing I had to do that day was I had to help clean out houses every single point of the day. Are you serious? Yeah. So I guess you was... didn't chase Kim with a spider again. She got hers in the end. (laughs) So yeah, that was a wild thing. I just can't imagine now knowing everything I know from like working with kids for many years and everything. I'm just being like... We went about it the exact wrong way. Yeah. Like... That's the way horrific. That's the most traumatic to the child. That's the way that we chose. Yeah, but it's also like so cringy when you think of it from like a religious standpoint too. Yeah. Of just being like, oh, you did good things, so God loves you more. Here you get a treat. Yeah. And everybody claps. Yay, good thing. You do bad things, you're going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's go through a typical day. I can't even remember what a typical day was, but you wake up. Yeah, you wake you wake Usually, your your camp ladies wake you up with like this really obnoxious song that's like, well, how did it go? Oh, I don't know. It was like I don't know, but there was a lot of shout singing in your ear. Oh yeah, like <clears throat> okay, when I was a leader, because I can't remember the childhood version very much, but the leader version. I would literally open, like, swing open the cabin door. I'd have my guitar, and I'd sing Zombie by the Cranberries as loud and off-key as I could. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I hate you so much and right now. That's how I would wake up the kids. Uh, even back then, I was one of the kids that was like, like, miss me with that. I'm sleeping <laughs> until the afternoon. I'll see you later. But, yeah, and then usually you'd only get, like, I don't know, 10, maybe 20 minutes kind of get ready and then the bell would go there's a giant what kind of bell would you call that i don't know the dinner bell <laughs> but yeah like you pull tina on come get some dinner you fat lord <laughs> but yeah, yeah. there's a like a giant bell and, and you, you can hear it all over the camp yeah. yeah so they would ring that every every cabin would line up with their like leader at front and then all the oh, kids yeah in the line. wow you're good at this my memory is shot <laughs> it's fried ever since i had a concussion and then we would usually sing a song like a cheesy yeah like johnny appleseed or something like that yeah and then we would pray for food and then they would tell each like cabin to go yeah i think it was like was there like a good behavior component to who got to go yes if your line was standing really nice yeah oh this is a nice line let me tell you what and your mouth was shut children should be seen and not heard if i've said it once i've said it at children's camp (laughs) they need to be silent yeah, so then we go in for breakfast, and so they had two songs that they could sing during meals. It was like, 
if you notice people that had elbows on the table, you could oh yes, you could sing, get your elbows off the table. This is not a horse's table, and then you'd sing round the mess all you must go. And then you had to run around the mess all two times before you could yeah. al- allowed to keep your dinner or well, keep eating your song. dinner. And the other was like, put your elbows back on the table. <laughs> it was a reverse Uno, but in song. Yeah, no, there was a little song to like you could just. Like almost like a dare, you could get like point pinpoint someone, and get them to do something. Yeah, and if they didn't, then I don't know. It was yeah. around the mess hall again or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was like a lot of public humiliation. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how, how we start our days at camp. That's how we do things. That's how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> and then of course clean up and like every cabin had was to do assigned. a chore. Yeah. Uh, dishes, sweeping, outhouses. And if you reported to Sharon Kaikendall, you better have your poop in a group. Because let me tell you, <laughs> that lady did not mess around. No, not even in the mess hall. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then so after breakfast, what did we have? It was was there like that? That was the spiritual part of the day. Yes. Then there was yeah Devotions? Bible time. Yeah. And then there was some cabin time where you could have like. Your own Bible time. I would always nap. <laughs> Same. And usually did an activity. Like, yeah, they had like classes and stuff. I remember this um, this guy from church who was like, could have been on Survivor. I forget <laughs> what his name was, but he came out and taught us how to like survive in the wilderness. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm never going to try that. <laughs> it's a waste of my time. Yeah, and there's definitely like arts and crafts and sport things. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I hated lunch. I hated game time. They made us go out to this big field and do games. And I just, yeah, I never liked to be athletic in any way. <laughs> no, I liked like Red Rover. Yeah. And what was the ball in the bucket one? I just didn't like running around. Yeah, I was like, right. I don't like running. What's the point? <laughs> if I walk, I'll get there too. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's up. And so I did have some camp leaders who were kind of sympathetic to my situation as a non-athlete girl. And they just let me hang out. But then some people were like, you have to run. And I was like, well, am I back in school? What is this? And then we'd have dinner and then we'd have campfire it was like free time and then campfire and, and then, then after so... campfire sometimes we'd have a night game oh yeah like, a night mission game impossible. and we usually had a nighttime snack but yeah mission impossible is when kate came alive so it was like a core memory for me <laughs> as well because i'm one of those that takes mission impossible very serious i wanted to win every time i just wanted to have a good time <laughs> see Didn't care I didn't like playing with, like, a group of friends because they were always too loud. So I would just literally go off by myself in the middle of the forest, pitch black out. <laughs> like, the whole point of Mission Impossible is to not be found and to touch a cabin or an... Well, technically, it was a four-man outhouse. <laughs> um, touch that before getting caught. Which is wild now, thinking about it. Just, like, wildlife and just sending a bunch of kids into the woods yeah with no light (laughs) yeah oh god but it was so much fun it was really fun i was never very good at it i was like part of a group of giggling girls that immediately got found out you would have hated me yeah i I wasn't afraid yeah i think i had too poor of a sense of direction to understand what was happening (laughs) that's fair so I would just, be, I, was, yeah. I was like, I'm just here for the lols. <laughs> I would be that kid that would be like army crawling in the bushes. 
and holding my breath while people walked by. It was so much fun. But yeah, they stopped doing that. I think they realized the safety concern at some point. That whole, just the safety concerns that were prevalent throughout the whole thing. It's like, oh, nowadays I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> we did that. But I don't, I don't know that I would trade it. I loved our experiences. So yeah, I don't me think too. I want to. Oh, <laughs> I have another funny one. So there was one summer when I was a leader that um, I did my class, we'll say, well, arts and craft time was henna. I loved doing henna. So I used a bowl from the kitchen um, to make some henna. And then right after that, we were all going swimming. And like the main leader who was in charge was like, just leave the bowl there. I'll clean it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, sick. Thanks. Now, if you've ever used henna and if you leave it out, especially in the sun, it gets like super hard and gross. And so I get back um, from swimming. It's time to eat. I go up to get a plate I go up to get my food served and they're like no (laughs) excuse me (laughs) they're like you don't get your food until you give us back that bowl I was like oh what okay so I went to like the main leader and I was like hey they won't let me get food until that bowl's back where is it and she's like I threw it out (laughs) what the fuck Because it was just, it got so gross because it got left outside. Well, the leader should have, like, gone and told. No, they ended up doing that. They walked me over and then she's like, I'll just buy another bowl then. But I just remember thinking that was so funny. They're just like, no, you do not get any food. (laughs) My dudes, I'll I'll get you another bowl if that's what you really care about. (laughs) Okay, so we should talk about that one time we all went to Idaho. Oh, God. That was when um, Jarvis got canceled, I think, again. I don't remember why, but then it was like, oh, where can we go? And then, yeah. So Becky was youth leader at the time, and her dad had connections down in Idaho, I guess. And we went, <laughs> so we went to Idaho. Like, we drove in 15 passenger vans <laughs> with stinky kids. Oh, my God. From Grand Prairie to Idaho. Like, how long of a drive do you think that was? I can't remember. But I don't know. I'll look it up right now. But also, right do you remember? Because we stopped in Calgary, and that was the first time we all met Charlotte. That was Charlotte's oh. first experience of us. <laughs> I remember one day they like these people, these Americans. <laughs> these Americans. We were used to having like full course meals, and they were like, "Have some hot dogs!" Like every meal. Yeah. <laughs> to the point that I was constipated. <laughs> okay, I was, so I can't it's, poop. It's like approximately a nineteen-hour drive. Oh my god. We did it in two days. Like we drove s- as much as we could. <laughs> That's insane. Like, that's literally insane. And we crossed the border with, like, how did any of this happen? How did any of this happen? They took so many children for 20 hours and we crossed the border. It's so wild. (laughs) And yeah, then we slept in tents right by a river. Yeah. It was, like, it was nice. It was very... It was it was so dramatic. (laughs) Maybe the first or second day that they were there. They were like, hey, we're gonna you know, do this drama thing. Oh. Who wants to be involved? And they kind of, like, vol... <laughs> they vol... Like, voluntold some of the leaders. So, like, Chris Lammerman, I think, was, like... He, he had told them he had He to saved my life, though, because I was in this thing, too. And having Chris there made it so much funnier that I could survive it. Okay, so if you've never seen one of these, it's, like... It's like drama dance. It's like drama dance. They play like this really dramatic song 
And then it's all about Jesus' resurrection. Yeah, and then you like act out falling into sin and Jesus' resurrection and stuff like this. Oh. And so they had all these like this dance choreography, really dramatic that they made everyone learn, and it was so cheesy and so, so funny. I was literally crying. And you had to wear was... all black for the performance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and me we, and Charlotte were like dying. Oh, I you guys. We were making fun of the whole thing. We were the... mocking all the actions. I remember <laughs> that. It was very bad. And then the other thing that happened oh. that I will never forget until my dying day was okay, so there was this girl. Okay, how old were we? I don't know how old were you. I was only three years older than you. So, so like good. 15? Yeah, 15 okay. maybe. So 15, 15 year old drama. Please just keep that in mind. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> or be like, these are grown ass women. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there was this girl and she was very, I wouldn't say she was particularly someone I understood or could relate to. She would wake up at 6am every morning and would put on like a full body of makeup for the day she always had to look perfect it was like going to camp with the kardashian <laughs> and so she famously like didn't get along with some of the other girls who did she get along with me really yeah her and her were friends oh mm-hmm. we're what, very opposite people what was it like to be friends with her i'm curious oh she was fine like i think it's that whole thing of like you don't know who you are you're trying to be somebody and so that was just her way of trying to be somebody was she did the full full perfect look all the time full monty but she wasn't actually like that she was pretty chill person for the most part yeah and i think there was like maybe some animosity between her and uh the other girls yeah and i don't remember how it started but late one night she came into the tent and she was like who moved my stuff okay and let me just say i moved it you fucking bitch. <laughs> and I know this sounds horrible. I was sleeping at the very end. So imagine like sardines. Yeah. <laughs> we were all in a row. It was cozy for me. Yeah. And I was sleeping at the very end. And my like what I would call core friends were in the middle. And I really wanted to be close to them. So yes, I, I moved in closer and moved her down. And she was like, who moved my stuff? And then she started accusing two other girls who who I mostly hung out with. Yeah. I mostly leadered those girls. And she was like, you did it. You moved my staff. Blah, 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 blah. And she like would not calm down. No. I was like, okay, guys, let's just settle down. I was like doing my best, but she just kept screaming and screaming. So finally, I didn't know what to do. Somebody was in hysterics. Everyone's crying. Some people are laughing. Oh, that's the issue is because some of the girls started laughing. Yeah. And then that, of course, when you're upset and somebody's laughing at you, yeah. that doesn't help. So yeah. that escalated. And didn't you yell for Becky? <laughs> I did. I started, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I got to do something crazy to make this stop. And so then I just started yelling the word intervention over and over <laughs> as loud as I could. Because I was the only leader in that fucking tent with you animals. <laughs> I was like, they're fail. They need to be stopped. <laughs> yeah. I started yelling intervention over and over and over until Becky finally came. And then she was like, everyone, shut up! And get in the car! Yeah, so We're we going jumped, for a drive! So we all jumped into one of the vans. Except I didn't go. I stayed behind with one of the girls who was literally having a panic attack. <laughs> okay, yeah, the rest of us went and she drove, like, basically to the top of the hill. 
And we all got out and we just all talked it out and it ended up, it was fine. It was just one of those things, I think, in that moment she felt excluded and alone and then it escalated very quickly. Very quickly. I was, and I was so like way out of my depth. I was like, okay guys, um, what? Um, excuse me. Can I please have your attention? I was like, um, excuse me. Can I please have your attention? I think we should all just get along, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> just like did not fly. Oh, it was it was a funny thing. <laughs> and yeah, I felt bad. And then I think it was like the next day, didn't we go on the twelve hour rafting trip? Oh yeah. It was like a chill kind of rafting experience. A float. I do love I do love a good river float, like I'm not Me gonna too. lie. Other weird things is that the Americans fed us so much meat and never any vegetables. Yeah, they never any meal. There was never veggies. It was just meat and carbs. Oh man, I was like, you guys. Not that I'm a big fan of vegetables, but come on, I can't poop. (laughs) Feel bad for me. I remember us trying to convince some of the American kids that we lived in igloos. Did it work? Kind of, I think. Yeah. Anyways, we have a bunch of videos from that time, but we can't find them. So it's like the lost tapes of Idaho. There was one year we did winter camp. Oh my God. I hated winter camp. It was like. It was so cold. It was literally like minus 45. Please remember. It was like a leadership retreat thing. Yeah. Like it was the older us. Yeah. (laughs) Please remember, we still did not have electricity, heat, or running water. And And the winters in Grand Prairie are no joke. Yeah, they so no when it, it first, was like minus 15. <laughs> no, it was way cooler than that. It was? Yeah. Fuck. So when we first got there, like the boys went to the boys' cabin, the girls went to the girls' cabin. And then we soon realized that there was no way we could keep heat, like body heat, in these cabins. So we all went to the cook shack and we set up like tarps around the like fire. A stove, there you go. It was a fire stove. We set up tarps and all of us, all the kids... Uh, like I'm saying kids, we were like older teens. <laughs> we all slept, all boys and girls, we all slept in the tarped area. And it was warm. And like our main like camp leader, he would wake up every couple hours and put wood in the fire and stuff. I just remember... <laughs> wow, it's like he had a baby or something. <laughs> I just remember I woke up in the middle of the night and there was another boy leader that his head was right by my butt. <laughs> and I was like... <gasps> Oh, okay. I'm like, well, I've probably been farting on you. <laughs> Just so we're clear on that. I'm pretty sure kids, there was like a few kids that went home because it was so cold. I remember one girl dropped her glove down the outhouse. It was like such a time. Like, Complete. I don't know why we decided that that was a good idea to do it in, I don't know. I swear it was almost minus 40. <laughs> it was so cold and I was so miserable because I hate being uncomfortable even for eight seconds. <laughs> So I was like, wait till father hears of this. <laughs> I loved it so much because I love the cold. What was... is wrong with you? What? <laughs> I remember one of our tasks is making a fire. I still don't know how to make a fire. I'm like, sure, we could do that. Or we could go indoors. <laughs> Two choices here. I know which one I'm going to do. <laughs> what do you th- think the purpose of those camps was? Like, did it strengthen your faith, quote unquote? <laughs> no, not at all. I think it was just to get rid of the kids for a while. <laughs> Who was your favorite summer camp counselor? You can be more than one. Her name was Monica, and she's from Alberta Bible College. Oh, I remember Monica. Steph lived with her for a while, I think. I loved her. Her and I clicked. 
like so hard. I, I still remember we were at the leisure center swimming, and she was floating in the water. She's like, "Look, I'm a human boy," <laughs> and that like stuck in my head for forever. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. But no, she was great. But that's like I always there was always one camp counselor that I clicked with. Yeah. And then I would be, like, obsessed with them. Yes. And I'd be like, how do I get rid of this stage five <laughs> clinger? I was, yeah, I think Julie, I think Julie was counselor, and I was really obsessed with her. And Shannon was a counselor. I was also really obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And then Pam, I think, maybe at one point. Mm. And then, yeah, I always loved when the, the group from Alberta Bible yes. College would come. It was always, like, a highlight. It was, like, freshman. It's well, like new people to be? torture. <laughs> Remember that first talk that, what's his name? Jim, whatever his name was from Alberta Bubble College. Oh, he yeah. gave like a talk on hygiene the first day and then Anne called him hygiene man for the rest of his yeah. life. Camp crushes. Oh no. I cannot mention any names because no. it's literally so embarrassing. I look back and I'm like, wow, dodged a bullet there. Okay, here's my thing. And I don't know what this means about my mental health. I never liked one of the fellow kids. I always had a crush on a leader. <laughs> and I was like, that's a little disturbing. No, but- well, I think I think I did some... It was like 80-20 in mm-hmm. the leader's favor. I don't think I ever had a crush on a kid. But that's because I was a giant always. So I never liked... The boys were always littler than me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did have a crush on Chris Lamb. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I did not have a crush on Chris Lamb, but I was like, please just think that I'm cool. I'm yeah. Begging, I'm begging you. Totally. I am begging you. <laughs> I need to be accepted, even though I'm pretending that I hate you. Please try to understand. Yeah. Yeah, I did, but I wasn't like as... It was just like something that like spiced up your week, you know? It wasn't yeah. like head over heels. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> what? Because one of my last years as a camp counselor, I had a crush on Brandon. Oh, yeah. Then you guys dated. <laughs> Those were the days. I didn't really get crushes like other girls. Like, yeah. They would be obsessed and I'd be like, this is like something fun I do in my spare time, but it's not like a main course hobby. Well, and I think you and I both, like we did have female friends, of course, but yeah. we always did connect with guys. Yeah. I think because our humor is so messed up. <laughs> Wow, you just called me out like that. <laughs> I invite you over to my house. I called us out. And you call us out like that. <laughs> so rude. What are you doing? Oh. Right, you better not be taking a picture of me, I, I swear to God. Hands. I look insane today. <laughs> yeah, I have not showered. Because <laughs> you came so early, 11 a.m. How was it supposed to... <laughs> How am I supposed to function? How am I supposed to function when you come over at 11 a.m.? My God. Okay, so the thing is that, like, they would do these, like, altar calls kind of thing in the evenings. Like, especially the last two nights. If you wanted to give yourself to Jesus. If you wanted to give yourself to Jesus. Um, I remember one time this girl, like, told this really long story about this girl who had... And I was a kid at the time. And she was like, oh, I used to be friends with this girl. And she started partying. And she got into drugs and drinking. And now she's pregnant and blah, blah, blah. And I could tell, like, the kids weren't vibing with it like as much as she wanted them to so then she said the name of the person and like a bunch of kids that were at that camp knew this person 
And so it was like hysterical crying. <gasps> oh no. And like everyone gave themselves to Jesus. But I was like, <laughs> wow, that seems a little manipulative. Oh, so <laughs> manipulative. And so nowadays I'm just like, yeah, I wouldn't trade my experience for anything, but if I had kids, would I send them to church camp? And I'm like, I don't know, because I do think a lot of it is, like, you put kids alone in a place, and then you, like, make them rely emotionally on, like, these people around them, and then you give them, like, so much sugar, and then you're, like, playing a little song on your guitar, <laughs> and you're then the kid is, like, feeling emotions, and it's like, well, no shit. Like, you emotionally manipulated the situation so that they would feel the emotions that you wanted them to feel. Well, and you've got to think, like, I've also been on the team that, like, created a camp one year. Yeah. And so it starts, like, January. Yeah. Sometimes before. Yeah. And so to think of, like, all the prep that goes into it of picking a theme. Yes. And, like, a Jesus theme. (laughs) (laughs) That's Jesus-related. And kind of creating the narrative of the week, it is kind of manipulative oh it's very manipulative (laughs) and i'm like would i want a child sweet child of mine to be emotionally manipulated and i'm like well no but do i would i want them to have like that same experience because that was so much fucking fun and like no totally i i was actually thinking about this when i knew that this was what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. of just what was the purpose like when we look at a grandparent church of christ and their camp what so, was the goal? Was the goal? I think if you talk to Christian parents nowadays, they're like, the goal is so that they can learn more about Jesus and grow in discipleship, quote unquote, with mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, is that what they're doing? Well, and yeah, for me, I always thought it was to like basically facilitate a safe space and welcome new people because there was always like the non-Christian kids that were there. Oh, and it's it's an evangelical camp. No, exactly. And it's now looking Flourish back. convert. I'm like, it felt very like you didn't have an, at least from what I can remember, we didn't really have the option to not participate in Jesus time. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely didn't. Because none of us would have done it because that was like the least fun part. Yeah. Oh, it was so If boring. it's like, you you don't have to go to Jesus time, I'd be like, great. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you would get, like, special treats if you memorized Bible verses. And it's just now looking back at it, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, what is your goal? Your goal is to try to, I'm using this word <laughs> loosely, but trick kids into coming to Jesus. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> because then they're going to go back home and what's going to happen? Like, you're hoping that... It's yeah. like it's like advertisement for kids' toys. Yeah, and it's like... the kids like, so that the parents have to deal with it. Yeah, so then you go home and you're, like, kind of still off the, like... The high of it. The high of it. And so then you're really into Jesus while the high lasts. And the high kind of wears off. And then you kind of slip... We would use the language slip back into your old ways. And it's yeah. like... What well, are you even, talking about? Your children. Slip back into what old ways? What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, and even if... The family decided, let's say there was a new kid to camp, after the great camp experience, the kid convinces the parents to come to church. Mm -hmm. That church experience is going to be nothing like your camp experience. Yeah. And I think there is just always like... So that's why I feel like it's a trick. (laughs) Yeah. They're like trying to get back to that camp experience, but it's like not camp unless it's camp. Yeah, <laughs> And so this has also been an issue with uh, this camp that my church used to support. 
And then once we got enough, once we got enough people in our church that I was like, it doesn't make sense for us to support this camp mm. anymore. I was like, really didn't want us to support them because they, because the way that they treated gay and oh. trans kids. So a lot of camps are, are like this. They're half supported by the government, government grants, yeah. and then half supported by rich conservative churches. <laughs> so the rich conservative churches are telling them, if you accept gay kids into your camp, we're not and them. don't try to convert them. We're going to pull our funding. And you won't be able to, offer, to operate. Oh, that's so bad. And then the government is going, if you don't accept gay kids and let them be as they are, we're going to pull our funding and you won't be able to operate. So, and the guy that runs this camp, I think he's like a three. On the, he's like, mm. kind of reminds me of Justin Trudeau and the way that he like wants everyone to be happy. Yeah. And I'm like, be on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> so... This wasn't as an issue as much growing up, I don't think, for us, because it wasn't at the forefront of the public consciousness like it is now. Oh, not at all. That wasn't even a thought. No, yeah, it wasn't. So, But now it's like, well, what are we going to do with the gay kids? And then, so some camps are like, it's okay that you're gay, but don't you realize how much more Jesus would love you if you weren't? Yeah. And then or like, you can be gay. Just don't act on it in any way. Yeah, which is equally as harmful. And then the trans thing is also super, oh, like, if you're a trans kid growing up and you identify as the opposite gender, but you're told to go to, like, the gender gender of the bathroom that you're born in, that's, like, really yeah, not good. And then you have to stay in a cabin with, so there's always, like, gender expectations and different things. And none of these camps have, like, very good um, policies or procedures for gay or trans kids. It's I don't just think like, they have any. Let's if I had a kid nowadays, I don't. I would want them to have the same experience that I did, but I don't know that that same experience is even possible anymore. Oh, not within the church setting. No. <laughs> I do think that there are some really cool camps out there. Yeah. Definitely times have changed. Oh boy, let me tell you. Which isn't a bad thing or a good thing. It's just like kind of is what it is. It is. But... So that was our experience of church camps growing up. <laughs> just total chaos <laughs> totally like literally drop your kids off see you in five days maybe yeah <laughs> and i do think that kids like from grand prairie are a little bit crazier on the whole than kids in big cities oh definitely. they're Compared just like big cities, yeah. they're just like a little bit more psychotic and that's fine that's just how we function that's just how we function you'd function that way too if you had to be isolated from all other major cities for six months out of the year thanks for listening please like rate and review our podcast on podbean or apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can reach out to us to share your experience of a camp at showbizbabypodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at showbizpod no. Oh, if you've ever had a highway to hell for chasing your sister with a spider in your hand. That's showbiz, well, baby. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Perfect.